Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike, and joining me as always... Hey guys, Brian. And we are going to do a little predictions episode. So, it is two years after the release of IT Chapter 1, and with the release of IT Chapter 2 in, at the time of this recording, three days? We thought it'd be appropriate to do an, uh, another predictions episode like we did for the first one. Brian, can you... Can you believe that it's two years since the last movie like we were see we were starting senior year of college when the last movie came out yeah no it's it's so long ago and it is hard to believe that so much time has passed and uh just for us but also the yeah, just the evolution of this of this film i guess the series you could say yeah and so now we have and now this was all inevitable like everyone knew this was going to happen even before the movie came out that since the first part focused on the on the kids so but yeah let's do this so the last time we did it we did it the predictions episode like literally maybe an hour and a half before we saw the first movie we're doing this a little bit earlier just so just you know with time constraints and just so we can get it out as soon as possible but so for going into it chapter two i didn't reread the book one i i didn't really have enough time but even if i wanted to i the first, the reading, rereading the book really heavily influenced how, and impacted how I looked at the first movie. So I'm trying to not go in as such a book purist like I did last time. Uh, I don't, I don't think you have you even finished the book since? Yeah, I finished it. That, I finished it probably like in March. So I fin, I'm, I've recently kind of finished it. So I'm more ver, like, it's more fresh in my head than it is for you. Okay, I mean, I'm still going to remember a lot of the details because this is one of my favorite books, if not my favorite book. But before we get going, let's recap what we thought of Chapter 1. And now that we're two years later, we can have processed the film like as much as we could. So do you still feel the same way about Chapter 1 when, you, when it first came out as opposed to two years later? I don't... I remember we had a lot of issues with it. But primarily because we came at it from book purist perspective <coughs> excuse me and i think generally i still have the same feeling for it i think it's it's definitely softened with time but there's still the glaring issues that thematically i don't think jive with me personally also i think we had issues with the underdeveloped not development but under utilization of bill skarsgård as pennywise inconsistencies within his character as well as what was the other thing? Oh, the uh, Muschietti's reliance of loud noises instead of just ambiance. Yeah, instead and, of and, just and talent, which he has. Instead of yeah, he sets up the scene so well, and he's a master at like setting up suspense in the scene. But then he kind of just ruins it with a loud cue, noise cue, and the, generally those are still my main complaints with the first one. So, so I mean, I'm going to echo a lot of what you said. I mean, and now that we have, I mean, I have the movie on DVD. I think, like, as much as I didn't, as much as all the issues I had with the movie, it's still, like, okay, hang on, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I, I just want to say, like, I don't hate the movie, but I didn't, I don't think I like it either. There's a few things that I've, I've kind of come to terms with or, like, making those realizations, and that one, the fan base is so infuriating, so that doesn't help. And I follow all those pages, and this is going to sound like kind of like like old man Mike here, but I can't wait till the movie comes out, and then I just delete and unfollow all of those like social media pages, because it's very clearly like 13, 14-year-old kids now, so they were like 10 years old when the movie came out, and then, 
or like 10 or 12 and they like don't understand that they were my age when I first started reading the book if not a little bit older so they don't understand the material it's really superficial it's very clear that they are a lot of them I should say are just kind of they're they're like offshoots of the Stranger Things generation and then they came to this because of Finn Wolfhard and all the kids' performances. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And so, like, the fan base is so infuriating. I guess we can talk to, talk about that later. Um, and like you said, there's some serious narrative flows and, 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 and flaws that I had with Chapter 1 that I, like, just can't get over. Even from, like, putting the book purist, purist aside. And that just, like, to me, it Chapter 1 is such a superficial film like you said, it's over-reliant on those jump scares and, like, really shitty-looking CGI. Uh, for, for me, the CGI, I thought, looked mostly bad. Uh, odd editing and pacing. Like, for me, like, one of the things instant... Like, Finn Wolf's hard character, his comedy, like, only s- sort of works for me. Also, the scene when they're cleaning the bathroom or, like, the new kids on the block cues. Like, it was so, it was so odd, and it just didn't really fit this film. Uh, but but with all that being said, the film is extremely competent, and it does do some of the things right. So, you know, like, most of the kids are really good. I still don't really like the character of Bill, the character and the performance, but I think that's more of a writing and direction uh, issue. Uh, also, like you said, Pennywise is I, it's awesome. Like, Skarsgård did great, but I think he's certainly really underutilized in the film, which is weird because people were saying he was in the movie too much, but I completely disagree. Uh, it does capture that childhood nostalgia, which is why I think the film is 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 on like the uh, the coattails of Stranger Things, which is it's it's literally all eighties nostalgia, and uh, and Muschietti has a vision, which is super apparent, and I appreciate that. And this I feel like is a passion project, and I love seeing passion projects, especially when they're successful and they can keep giving the director work. But overall, I had some major flaws with the first the first chapter on like a film perspective and like a book peers perspective. And I think the book peers perspective is going to come back in the second chapter, regardless if I like it or not. I'm coming at it from that, at least from the theme of the lucky seven. I'm coming at it from that wholeheartedly. Other than that, I'm not necessarily it already looks like a lot of stuff is going to be different. Similar yet different, but I'm coming at it just from that. The that's what that's the takeaway from the book is like this unification of their friendship and the bond that they share between each other. That Pennywise kind of is like the antithesis of. So that I I don't care who you're talking to. I'm keeping that theme in my head because what's the point of an adaptation if you're not even gonna try and capture the essence of the, of what it's about? But anyway. Well, so let's get into chapter two. So let's start with the positives. So I guess I can go first, and that. That first teaser trailer was fucking awesome. Uh, in that, in in if the whole, so I'm talking about the Jessica Chastain, uh, Mrs. Kirsch. Kirsch's like scene, which was awesome. Like this, that whole scene was so like this is why I think Muschietti is a fantastic suspense like setup director. Um, but and like if the whole movie is shot and made and with the the tone of this scene. Then I think we're gonna be in for like a really like special experience, but I mean, and we get into this in the negatives too. I just I just hope that Muschietti isn't pressured by Hollywood to like push those jump scares as well as you know 
kind of being overindulgent with the CGI because he does have all of these ideas that he can, that, and it's great that he's an artist so he can draw his ideas and then the beauty of CGI is that he can create it. But then if it's not done, like it can, that's like a kind of treacherous waters to go down because it can look like shit in my opinion. Hence most of the CGI in the last movie looked like garbage, not garbage. It's just, you can just tell it's fake and it takes you out of the moment because you have this awesome practical performance by Skarsgård and then we have to ruin it by just shoving as much shit onto the screen as possible. So I thought the teaser trailer was great. I think the adults look great and they're great actors. I think we're going to not to say the kids weren't good, but I think we're going to be able to do a lot more and explore a lot more with the adults. I mean, we're returning with the kids too. They're, I mean, we're going to shoot there. I know they're going to take scenes that either Muschietti just didn't anticipate or it's like the like for the story going forward, it's like, well, we need to show this to go forward that I didn't show in part one. So well, and my last point is that I, I, cause I only have like three positives that I could think of and that this look, it looks emphasis on looks more like the book is being more integrated, which more on that later. But like to tease that this could either work like spectacularly or fail spectacularly. And so I'm excited to see how that works out. But and like, like we've been saying, this is my issue with Muschietti. He's got great setup, but he often ruins it with a jump scare. Or like, so he cheapens it. When I'm like, you have this great setup, and then it just, it you just take me out of the moment for the most part. Yeah. So what are your positives going into the movie? Because I definitely have a lot of, I have a lot of worries going into the movie. I mean, I as far as positives go, I'm excited for the ensemble. Everybody looks spot. It, like, spot on in terms of looking like these characters growing up, but also just, like, they're pretty great actors to begin to begin with. Um, it looks like, I don't know, I said this for the same thing with part one, where I fell into that trap of, like, oh, well, I can't wait to see what they do with Skarsgård, because it seems like here that they're going to put him in more and integrate him in more scenes and make it really about him as well. Uh, but I feel like they're not. I don't know, because I was tricked into that last time. So, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm going to that with, like, trepidation. Because I, I could have said the exact same thing about the last film. We did say the same like, thing. Like, oh, that trailer was awesome. And it was. And I, and, I, and I remember thinking, like, okay, I remember thinking the exact same thing, two, like, almost yeah. two years ago. I mean, we ago. thought Skarsgård was going to steal the show, and he was barely and in he it. And he did, but he wasn't in enough to, like, fully steal the show. Like, I wanted more. Also, so just before we go on, so I read somewhere that... And I don't know if this is just clickbait or just trying to like get hype for the movie. That I read that Muschietti might be planning uh, oh, yeah. a chapter three, but it'd be like a prequel. I'm about it. And uh, but like, I don't care. I don't know I'm where I stand it. because it's just like I don't know. It depends on how this movie is. If this movie is very handled very well and kind of leaves more to explore in a tasteful way and like not a stupid way then I'm down for it but it's like at the same time it's like I don't know it's it was never about Pennywise which is what like I think this is the whole like Tim Curry issue is that he stole the miniseries but he's barely in it he was a guest appearance but everyone remembers Tim Curry I for me specifically I remember Tim Curry and maybe Jonathan Brandis but those are for completely different reasons. But like, it's Tim Curry. Tim Curry's face became the cover of the It book, like for years after that. So, and 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 so, 
I don't know. I'm just very so. So this 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 obsession with the clown and the clown was never like like Pennywise was the central villain, but it never was about Pennywise. It was always about the kids and their relationship with the Lucky Seven, their um, their ability or their inferred ability to shine, and like what their representation of you know confronting your fears as like as children and adults and and you can't like it's it's all of these different themes that come into one. But now it's suddenly like, oh, it's a, it's the clown. So I don't know how I feel about uh, a prequel necessarily. I think it's kind of, like it depends on how this film is. Because if I don't like this film, then I'm like, you're just milking it. But not not so much from Muschietti's perspective. But I think like it's the Hollywood executives, Fox, Universal, whoever's making this is like we can milk the shit out of this because we know that adults are gonna see it. But also more importantly these these like pre these preteens who are somehow getting into these movies are i think a substantial amount of this audience yeah i mean i think i'm coming at this from a post game of thrones situation where i think now to enjoy something like at least in terms of like adaptations i'm still going into chapter two with that like i said that theme in mind because i think you shouldn't miss out on that but at the same time as we learned in game of thrones you know, sometimes it's okay to have the adaptations exist in their own universe. So if, like, chapter one and chapter two want to, like, deviate from the book in in some respects, and they want to, like, spin off into, like, an unrelated prequel that has nothing to do with, like, the book, whatever. Like, I enjoy it. I would go see it um, and just kind of just to have fun with it. I know, it, yeah, it's a cash grab, and your cynical perspective is correct. I would be more inclined to think. But... Going off of like that quick uh, tangent, I I wouldn't mind it, and as if that gives more, gives Scarsgar more opportunity to like flex those Pennywise chops, I'm about it. But if it should be like a sh- mini series or something, then I would be like, okay, I'm okay with a movie. I'm cool with that. Care. I don't know as long as Muschietti does it, I don't care. So kind of cool to have a little Pennywise trilogy, I think. But I think you would need to set up everything properly, which here we can get into the negatives that are not the negatives, the more where I'm a little worried about the movie and where I think this, and I'm going to try and go into this film with as, as open mind as possible. Like I very, I actually never go into a movie being like, I want to hate this movie. And it might seem like this from this, re- from this recording, but I just, I really want to love I this movie. I want to love this movie as much as I wanted to love it. Chapter one, but I had so many issues with chapter one, but let's get into my worries. So number one is the retconning. Or the additions of stuff. So, as of right now, I feel that they're going to be... Like, adding situations between the kids and Pennywise is absolutely stupid. Because flashbacks are fine, but adding scenes of Pennywise attacking the kids is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know if this is going to happen. They're totally going to happen. But I feel like Richie is going to be... Like, the one thing, it looked like Richie was attacked by the Paul Bunyan statue, which happened in the book, which is fine, but here's the issue that I have, in that if they're, they're ob- if that happens, they're gonna go into the movie saying, oh, like, you've, just, you've just forgotten this, and that works in the miniseries, I I guess, I don't know, It, I, but that didn't really happen so much in the miniseries, but why this doesn't work here is because in the It Chapter 1, it's not being told from the adult perspective, like, the first film didn't end, and then it, it was, like, the adults, like, oh, shit, we remembered. It's, like, its own, like, that adult universe didn't happen yet. Like, we were the omnipresent 
like observer like going with these kids for the first time so we couldn't have missed anything because there's nothing to forget because they haven't been adults yet they haven't had time to forget because they're like we are experiencing in real time that makes sense with these kids so to go into the movie and possibly say oh you just forgot about the time pennywise attacked you or well, you just forgot about the smoke hole. Like, it's just awkward. Like that's lazy, and it's just like, it, it's just like now you're shoehorning into this movie because they're like, oh shit, we didn't set up any of this in the last movie, which is why I think it chapter one was so superficial because it was very clear, like, oh, we're just gonna focus on the relationship of the kids, and then maybe throw like Pennywise in there, and that's fine if you just wanted the remake Stand by Me with like this aspect, which is what I think they were trying to do. Because if, if they wanted to, if they knew, I don't, I don't think he knew that he was going to have the opportunity to make chapter two. So he didn't want to, I, I, this is just conjecture. So I don't think he wanted to set things up because he did, because that's a self-contained story. Like it yeah. chapter one, yeah. more or less. But the, yeah. But the retconning is going to be annoying and especially going off the Richie thing. Richie is definitely going to be gay for Eddie which I think is like a weird retcon. I don't know why. That sounds like yeah, that ready thing. No, it's just like from from like the I've seen like the screen caps from the from the teasers, and it's like he's at the kissing bridge. He he, he carves in R plus E, and I think when when Bill Hader is Richie, and you see him on the Paul Bunyan statue, I'm pretty sure that's going to be like Pennywise saying like this. I think when the when the kids start remembering everything, so for for Bill, it's going to be Georgie. Like their traumas of the past. For Bill, it's gonna be Georgie. For um, uh, what the hell is her name? Bev. It's gonna be like the old Miss Curse, but her dad. For Ben, it's gonna be probably, I don't know actually who Ben will be. But for Richie, it's gonna be, it'll be Pennywise being like, I know you're you're gay or something, and like that'll be another shame. And then for Eddie, it'll be his mom, because I saw that in a teaser as well. He's, like, in his house. And oh, I didn't he, even see that. And he, like, but... closes the mirror and he sees his mom. So that's probably going to be another thing. Um, oh, I can, So I tried to avoid everything I could. Well, I just... It's, like, quick, like, literally second thing. Oh, no, I know. But I, I, I even tried to avoid all that. But, like... But going back But to... that's weird, because Eddie is the one who's implied to be gay, and his fear is, you know, coming to terms with his homosexuality in the book. So yeah. it's just, like... It's weird that Muschietti and the writers are, like, changing. Like, in the first movie, it was Ben who was the historian when Mike was always the historian. Well, yeah, and that yeah. fills the lighthouse keeper role a little bit more. Like, I don't know. I'm just very curious to see. Because they're, they're obviously, I don't know. I don't want to say they're playing going fast and loose with, like, what they're doing. But they kind of are. And I'm very curious to see how this is going to work. Because none of this was set up in the first movie. Yeah, like uh, they're just gonna throw it out. Oh, Richie and Eddie are gay. Well, no, just or, or Richie, Richie is gay for Eddie, or potentially. And that's know, and that's but... probably to add like more emotional weight. Like you already need more at the ending when Eddie inevitably dies. But like, uh, but I, you don't I, need to make I, an artificial so I think, relationship I think it, to make it. This sad. I think this all could be edited with Muschietti has said that he has plans on combining this into like one long like three and a half, four hour cut where he re-edits the like one and two together. So I feel like that could be alleviated just by re-editing this together. Hopefully that comes through because I actually would really like that. But 
I guess so. We'd have to wait in the future. Maybe in two years we can review the two-hour one and see how it goes. But I know for going off of negatives, though, I know for certain I am not going to like Henry Bowers. Okay, let's get into that. Well, so I think I have a note about... I am not going to like arbitrary way. I know he's just going to... They probably set up him dying. They're not even going to address it. Hang They're on, I do, do I do, I do, do have a thing about Henry Bauer. So let's still continue on with the retconning. So supposedly, the I think the turtle and the smoke, not so much the turtle, but the smoke hole is coming back up, which is great. But again, here's the issue. There's no fucking setup for anything yeah. in the last movie. Like, there was like Easter eggs. Like, oh, there's a turtle. There's a turtle Lego piece. Like, there's none of this. I, even Even in the final confrontation of It, it's just a superficial beatdown, which is like kind of defeats the purpose. Like, and and Pennywise, and I think in the first movie they kind of just go at like Pennywise is like a demon or something, or like he's a tangible demon or he's a monster. Well, of they some set sort. up the, they set up the deadlights. Yeah, but they just set up that they're there. They don't really, and I'm not saying which explain think, what it is. Oh, I think they're going to. In this movie, well, it's hard. It, deadlight, the deadlights are one of the most abstract concepts. Oh, too. Yeah. It's like explaining like what is like explain to me what the color blue is. Like, how do you explain something like the deadlights? Well, yeah, but I think they're really going to get into that cosmic stuff, uh, which I'm actually kind but of like, excited for to see if they can pull it off. I don't. In one movie, I think they can't. They even like, in they even try to do it last movie, which I think is the issue. And I think that's going to be a big, like for us, we might like it, but I think it's going to be a big turnoff point. Cause it's going to be like something like this is so complex. You can't just list it in exposition. Like the reason that make, it makes more sense as in the book is because they were introduced to it as children and then as adults, they were talking about it, and it was... I mean, I they, guess... The idea was planted, so it didn't well, just like, oh, shit, this is a I thing. Think, I think you can I think you can, you can put the cosmic stuff in if they go, only if they go into the smoke hole as adults. And also, I think, in terms of, like, all the cosmic stuff, and, like, you, we see them going... And it, this was, like, verbatim from the book, where they, they go to Penny the door to his lair. I think... You would do it as if you remember when he fell after getting shot in the face and he fell down the hole. Yeah, they're probably going to go down there, and that's where the like the lair is and where all that weird stuff is from the trailers are. They're probably going to go down there, you know. See, I think you made a good point. I think it's going to work if they go in to the smoke hole as adults, because then you're like, okay, now that's because like, now they're now they're like, okay, like why did we fail? Let's try and do something else. Uh, I don't know how they would do the smoke hole, but like I don't know. I think it would work more as a. Well, I think I would think it would work by like Mike was like, listen, I've done some research into this. Well, like this is how we would do it. Well, know? I know Muschietti was talking about Mike having PTSD because he never forgot, and he want his original vision for Mike was to be like a strong out like drug addict or like alcoholic, which and, and like- then he experiments with like psychedelics and hallucinogens, That'd be and cool. this gave him the. The, the idea. like the vision quest idea to like when they all got back together like something and like that would work it's it's like the adaptation process where okay you're so changing cool. you're changing things and you're you're honestly improving things so yeah i'm hoping that he follows through with that idea that mike it's like the ptsd of that childhood trauma and he tries to repress it whereas everyone else forgot about it he couldn't forget so he turns to drugs and substances 
And in a sense, like, yeah, I did some research and I've done some heavy drugs and I've had visions. I think we all should do visions. I hope like, they do that. Like that, that I think would work, but I don't like, know. That sounds like a great idea. They probably won't do it. So, so, so there's that, but. Well, back to Henry Bowers. Well, I want to talk about the CGI and then I want to talk about like each character real quick. So I'm, I'm still concerned about the use of CGI. I think in some scenes it will work and some scenes it's going to really suck. Uh, so. Let's take, for instance, the scene in the trailer, the ingenious setup of the House of Mirrors. Such a multi-level and multifaceted setup of, like, emotional drama and, like, physical drama in that... So, Bill obviously has survivor's guilt for the death of his brother. He comes back to Derry. He sees a kid that reminds him of his brother. Which I think is the skateboard kid. You can't be careful on a skateboard. Yeah. I think it's going to be him. Yeah, I do too. And so, because it's going to establish, like, why he cares so much. Outside of it's just a kid in danger. But so we get in this house of mirrors and 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 Pennywise is now emotionally toying because that's like the whole thing is like why the miniseries didn't work is like the shit that Pennywise was doing to try and scare the adults wasn't scary. It was like unintentionally comedy. Yeah. Like in the whole like in, in, in the in the uh, in the library scene where he's got the noisemaker and the balloons are coming down with blood or like, um, you, you know, uh the, the ace of spades cards in the miniseries like it's like shit like that like it, or like all like the comedic stuff at the at the chinese restaurant like it's like oh a, a cockroach crawls out of the bug oh like it's like that would scare a child but it wouldn't scare an well, that, adult that's so now like it seems like it's more psychological where pennywise is now attacking their psychological repressed fears so what i think was ingenious and this is the cgi is going to come up in a second but um is it's like Bill literally has to watch potentially watch Pennywise maul this kid to death, and what's now this scene represents like just what we've seen in the trailer, both of the CGI that I think ruins and both elevates this movie. So we we turn to the kid, the kid turns around, you hear Pennywise's voice, and then the camera pans down, and he's got this stupid fucking dog tongue pressed up against the glass yeah. which i guess he's going for the animalistic nature but like it looks fucking stupid but then he stands up and he's smiling and the lights are flickering and then his face contorts into this uh into that like kind of like yeah like toothy or like yeah, that, that spiky grin that was in the projector scene and that was fucking creepy because every because it wasn't a giant pennywise everything was still right also you caught flickers of it. So you filled in your own, you processed it and then shit was happening. You're like, Oh my God. Like that is both represents the CGI that ruins the movie and also elevates the movie. So I, I'm just hoping that the scene ends as well as I hope it is, but, but that's yeah, like we'll the ingenious see. setup. And I think James McAvoy being a better actor than <clears throat> Jaden, whatever the, the late Liebler or whatever that guy's I, I name is. I hope they kill that kid. They, I really hope this movie doesn't pull its punches. Cause like they did last, like last film. I hope <clears throat> they kill that kid. So that's kind of where I'm at. That's kind of where I'm more on. I've been, like I said, I've been trying to avoid all of those, the, the teasers and stuff. Cause I'm trying to go in with as open a mind as possible. But so Let's this. Let's go into the film predictions part, and this is where we get into the characters. So, Brian, let's talk about Bowers first, because you clearly want to. Because I'm rightly so. Uh, I know I'm going to hate everything. I about do too. Him. But I have to say, perfect casting. That guy looks fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Even on the red carpet, he looked like 
a, a homeless drug addict. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see what he looked like on the red carpet, but he is like this scraggly, like ginger beard, and he looks like he just—he looked like he just like smoked crack in the parking lot. Oh, okay. So, but I mean, sorry. I mean, I know you're listening, dude. But like, I mean, you—you you look. I think he's. I think the actor is hopefully going to do a good job because Henry Bowers in the last movie was just one, another one-dimensional Stephen King bully. Well, not even Stephen King doesn't really write one dimensional bullies, but the film adaptations of his bullies are typically one note outside of like, actually, no, they're all like pretty one note, except maybe like in Shawshank or Henry was Henry Henry in the book was one dimensional. It was just he was elevated because he was just so bizarrely evil. But like in the movie, chapter one, I don't even think the kid had any like he had like two lines where he wasn't screaming. I didn't even think the kid was that good. They definitely botched him in part one. I definitely didn't like what they did with him. I thought him, he looked the part. I just it just wasn't No, I just good. I just think they botched him. But no, I, I know I'm just gonna hate. Whatever stupid excuse they have for how well, he didn't die. I, we well, said it in the in in like the review. He hit every brick on the way down. He's dead. Well, like, he's not. And so well, but exactly. I I I know Andy Muschetti, I know you're listening. He it's I'm I'm predicting it looks like in the trailer exactly how I said he gets caught and that the cops come find his dad and arrest him. Well, it looks like he just wakes up after being washed from the sewers, too. Like yeah. as if like, like oh, whatever. We like, just need uh, okay. okay, I that's ridiculous. I'm sure okay. Pennywise will heal him or something. Something stupid. Yeah, but... some some like deus ex that doesn't make any sense. It's just to progress the plot. Well, we need him alive for because the book says he was alive. So we'll just get him in here. Yeah, I messed it up last time. I don't know. I just I... Henry Bowers annoys me. And then you like again this fan the fan base. Oh, well, anyone that read the, these 12-year-olds, anyone that read the book knows that Henry Bowers is so important, so therefore he's coming back. Like, yeah, you're not wrong, but the filmmakers handled it in such a poor way that it's like, well, why would you think that he came, that he survived that? He literally fell. Like, his, his voice echoed. You didn't hear a thud. He fell, like, 50 feet. If like... that. More than that. Because his voice echoed, and he, like cartoonishly just like fell into the 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 void i remember seeing the film and i was like oh my god they killed him like what like that was like my i remember that my gut instinct was like wow they really killed him like there's another movie to tell but whatever yeah so now i want to get into like the predictions outside of bauer so i think they're going to open up with the black spot or the settlers from the from the um the deleted scene from the first chapter which was Bill Skarsgård in, like, colonial... Uh, it's kind of like the witch setup. Like, he's in colonial dairy, and yeah. they're, like, sacrificing a baby to him. And he's, like, a red-colored demon. But I think... The, I think the Black Spot is a great opening, but I think that Pennywise killing the settlers would be more appropriate for this film. Because I think that Pennywise is going to be more explored in this film and, like, the relationship with Pennywise... And I think it further establishes that Pennywise has been a part of Derry since before Derry was even created. And I think that's gonna that would go better if they do the smoke hole and they see his origins and they do all that like cosmic stuff. But I think they're gonna open with the black spot. Uh, I don't know. I think I think it would make sense if they opened up. I think it's gonna start with Adrian Mellon. I think it would be a weird. It would no, be I weird. To, it'd be weird to open with the black spot and then like cut to Adrian Mellon. Yeah, no, you're you're doing two 
because the thing you can only like, have one or the other. So the whole thing with with this with with these uh, these really op- these uh, really shocking events in Derry's history is that these are what these this like pure evil is what triggers Pennywise to come back. So you have the Bradley gang, you have the Ironworks explosion, you have the settlers going missing, you have the black spot. But they never they never illustrated that in the movie i know which is it's they so just, hard not to they bring... just showed like bad shit happening and they're like pennywise had something to do with well this. it's so hard not to bring in knowledge for unless unless they're gonna like bring this up like ben kind of kind of was oh, getting he did, at he it he did kind of say something like but that. he didn't like directly say but that's kind of why i like about like the book as well because it's i mean they do say like okay like towards the end of the thousand page book like in the set page like 600 or 700 that's when they're like okay in case you missed it pennywise is triggered by evil like any evil actions by humans and then pennywise comes back and he just keeps like egging it on and so like and then it culminates to this to this mate uh, like this this the this one ultimate event then he then he goes back dormant yeah and so yeah it would be we- so the black spot is what brought him back in like the 1960s but that would be oh, would that no? That was the forties in the book, but here it's the sixties. But like, it would be weird if yeah, you open with a black spot and then like cut the it chapter two, and then you cut to Adrian Mellon. I don't know. I I I I think I could go with it because I think there'd be enough buffer between like the introduction of Adrian Mellon, and I think it's gonna be. I hope they shoot it more like the book where it's like cutting back and forth between the police yeah, interrogation because cool. then you're you're slowly learning what like you know something bad happened but then yeah. you're slowly progressing to the point like like you know the aftermath but then you're seeing how everything comes in and then you see pennywise come into it like i think it's just a very it's there would be a very interesting way to shoot it but i i i don't know i would be okay if the black spot opened and then adrian mellon because then it's like kind of recapping like okay penny i mean we don't need it but it's just kind of like, okay, this is who Pennywise is. He's been around. This is why I think the settler would be a little bit of a more unique int- opening. Yeah. Because I mean, then they're at least doing some setup for when they do the smoke hole and the and, and like exploring the history of Pennywise in Derry. So I think I think Adrian Mellon though will definitely be the catalyst to get Mike to make the calls though. Oh yeah, I think he's going to look up and see all the the balloons Oh, under... and it also says come home. It'll say come home. I saw that on the on the teaser. Oh, okay. Like he'll be like, "Oh, man. Okay, let me make the calls." So then we get to the phone calls and I think with Beverly and Tom, I think this is going to be a real like he, they're going to pull all their punches. Like they're going to be really showing a really real depiction of domestic abuse because that's like this this guy is like another cartoonishly evil like spouse abuser he's probably gonna say shit that the dad did you know? yeah like you worry me or something like just no, no no like whatever did he say that in the i in think the so movie? i don't really remember. whatever whatever he said in part one he'll that tom rogan will say so and so and then so that's kind of beverly and tom and we're gonna cut back but i think stanley is gonna be i think i think he'll be last. very indicative of like how they're gonna handle the subject matter because i'm expecting one of two things from stanley Spoiler alert, Stanley, I couldn't imagine anyone that's listening doesn't know this, but Stanley is the character that is so enraptured by fear of Pennywise in returning that he kills himself. He can't return. He, he'd rather die than face this. And so I think we're going to either get one extremely graphic depiction of him cutting his wrists, or two, we're going to get similar to the miniseries in the book, 
where we're with his wife or whoever and we find his corpse. Now this happens, I hope there's no music to ruin the scene. I hope she just opens the door and we see his fucking body laying there. No, it's going to be music. Oh, of course. It's going to be like the build up because we need tension. But I think it would be because there are people going into this film that don't know that Stan killed himself. And I think that that if you don't have that music scene. Yeah, like the 14 year old kids. It would be very, I think very, it would be more. And also not even thinking like taking into account that people know what happened, potentially know what happens. Just playing it like, oh, he might not be dead. Or not even not be dead, but like open the door and then you're and then you're just you have to be adjusted to the room. Like I think it would be like a great scene if she opens the door and then it cuts to her reaction and then we just get a one eighty degree like flip and there's no music. We literally just see him dead in the tub and then we cut back to her reaction. I think just something as jarring as that would be really effective. Because we've all seen, like, everyone's seen the miniseries. We all know, like, how that's shot. We don't need the music to know how, like, disturbing this is. So, I don't know. I'm hoping that they make it scary, but also not, not honestly distasteful, but just ruin it with, like, music scares. But I feel like they are. Um, I'm And, like, we already talked about Bowers. So, I I don't know. I And, and then we, and then we're going to get, you know, um, all the rest of the characters, Bill, uh, Bill Mike, Bill Mike, Richie, Eddie, I think, and they're all like established actors and I've seen them all in in a lot of things, except Ben. He's an Australian actor who I haven't really seen. Yeah, he's not really been in a lot of stuff. But everyone, I mean, Jessica Chastain, uh, uh, James Ransom, um, uh, uh, James McAvoy, like, uh, Bill Hader, like, I'm very excited to see what they do in this I, movie. I wonder what they're gonna be as, like, adults, because, like, they never set up any of these traits. I don't think Bill was a writer in chapter in chapter one, and Ben wasn't, like, an architect. He was more of a historian. Richie is obviously They never did the dam. I just realized that. In eh, the first whatever. Week. But, like, the whole thing with the dam is, like... Well, the it, Barons wasn't, like, a place of play. For them, it was, like, they're looking for Georgie. Well, no, but they would... I, see, but the issue, the thing with the dam is people are like, I, I was reading reviews like, oh, they build a dam and it's just like building friendships, but it's also oh, it's setting up character traits. No, it's it's setting up that how well they work as a team, but also in the book, I got the impression that something was always missing until Mike entered the fray. So oh, and, yeah. it, and it also did set up that you know Ben, like Bill is the unofficial leader. They have this idea like when they come to like because Bill and Richie were or Bill and Eddie were trying to make the dam and they failed spectacularly. But then once the group got together, they built a dam and it's just showing the power of the teamwork that they have together. And then Mike comes and completes the seven. But I just kind of real it's it's a small detail, but like again, there's just no setup for them as a team. They're all like they're all friends, but I don't know. I'm just very curious. I'm I'm also hoping that everyone has an uh, uh, an equal character. I think Mike is going to obviously have way more of a character in this film because his film, his character in the last film was absolutely nothing. Yeah. I think Nostalgia Critic said it best in his review when it was like with Mike and Stan, they're like, oh, we're in this movie. And then for the rest of the film, they had cardboard cutouts of them. Yeah. And I think that was a very good depiction of how they were, tr- how they were treated as characters, which is weird because the kid that plays Stan is in like all the promotional interviews and, in photo stills like he's in everything he but probably like, comes back like in, in flashbacks and shit because he's dead because he dies 
when he kills himself, it'll be like more of like a connection with Stan as like kids. So he'll probably be featured more prominently because we know he's dead, but here's kid him doing some emotional shit. But it just begs the question, like, why the fuck did they make the first movie if none of this was going to be explored in that movie? Because now they're playing catch up and like, you're not supposed to be playing catch up in your like completion of your story. You know what I mean? Which is why I think that the first film is so hollow because there's no like, there's no theme to the movie. It's just weird that they're gonna be retconning into and that's your just what second we think. movie. That's just what we think. They're definitely gonna be, but I whatever. I I mean I have high hopes for the movie. Again, we're not. I I'm going into this wanting to like it, and I think I generally will like it. Well, yeah, like like I said, as much as the issues I had with the last movie, I would I would mostly recommend it, but not for the reasons that I would recommend the book. It's just like, I don't know, I, and I'm also tired of like the fan base, like, or just, you know, people saying that this is like a game changer in horror. Like, I think Muschietti has the potential to be a game changer in the horror industry, but it's not with it. It could have been, but I don't think, uh, not necessarily, I, I think it needs, I think game changer needs to be like more or less like original content well yeah i mean he he wanted not even he wanted off he 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 i think it's like the most money a horror movie's ever made but he made it off of like kind of the coattails of like tim curry and like this like and and stranger things well with stranger things but it's more like pennywise it it's like yeah the coattails of tim curry on the hype train riding the wave of stranger things but also like it is like this like cult classic which like is weird because because well because the movie this miniseries isn't that good. It's funny because no, because people like I've been watching I've been listening to podcasts and watching reviews and everyone's like you know this movie this isn't that good like part one is good because the kids are so damn good but then like the adults are like obviously phoning it in they obviously were running out of money they didn't know what to do so they just had all this like filler bullshit and then the ending is like so like not good that. It's just, it's just like the second part isn't good, but the first part is like, I think everyone just remembers part one and then they forget, you know, the other three hours they're recommending it on the first, the first night, not the second night. Yeah. So, I mean, I like the mini series, but because of nostalgia, Tim Curry, who's barely in it when he does come in, but I also like the kids and I like part one. And I think that at least part one, you could see the the care and attention that um i think it was uh, it's uh, toby hooper no 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 no, that's texas chainsaw whoever it was oh i forget his name but you could tell they really cared about the first part then the second part they're like "Uh uh-oh we ran out of money yeah so it's like but the book i would obviously recommend anyone but i don't know i'm just very curious to see how this plays out uh, Brian, let's, let's like wrap this up, but let's, let's, I don't want to say like, what do you, like, how do you think you're going to grade the movie? Not out of 10, just like I don't on re- a, I don't remember how I graded it last time. I think I'm going to give this movie, now I'm not going to go in being like, this is going to be this type of movie. Like I'm just predicting this is what I'm going to say and I hope I'm wrong. So I'm going to say a B minus. I think it's going to, again, Muschietti is a very competent director the Muschietti siblings are very passionate about this. Barbara and Andy Muschietti, they they have given everything to make these films, and I appreciate that. And I can and and I'm not gonna say these movies suck unless this, unless they like shit the bed on this movie, which I don't think they will. But 
I I think I'm gonna give this movie a I I'm predicting I'm gonna give this movie a B minus. I mean I think I'm just gonna stick to our our rating system. I'll probably give it from a between a six or a seven. I'll probably then B minus like six point five for me then maybe yeah. six. Yeah, that's what I think. So I think I'm gonna land, but we'll see. But we'll see. I I want to be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I will say that. Yeah. So you know, uh, so with that, guys, I mean that that's our predictions episode. So we'll see. All right. So we it, are. it is Wednesday night. It is the fourth. I'll probably upload this tomorrow on the fifth. Brian and I will do an episode on like Friday or Saturday, probably Saturday, because we're seeing a later show and the movie is yeah. like three hours long. We're gonna be tired. And then uh, just a little teaser. I'm having J- I I've interviewed I've arranged to have Jay Skipworth from Filmstrip Podcast to come on and talk about uh, the film. And and everyone go check out uh, Filmstrip. Uh, sometime next week because he uh jay and nick are going to be reviewing it as well so if you want to get your it it kick then uh you you got two places right here but that guys uh thanks for joining us for this predictions episode uh if you guys if what do you guys think i mean reach out to us on twitter email us you know we can reach us on twitter at uh, all tours pod email us at the amateur all tours podcast gmail.com if you guys agree with us let us know if you guys think we're totally wrong about the first movie or our predictions let us know because I, I definitely want to hear it because I definitely want to like this movie and I'm going in with as an open mind as possible. I think I'm going to like this one a little bit more than the last one. So I, I can't, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm excited. I am genuinely excited to see the movie. I, it may not sound like it, <laughs> but I am excited. Yeah, me too. So, all right. With that, guys, that concludes this episode of Amateur Tours. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.